Ion 2020 episode 293. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. Hey everybody, Ray Eaton here, host of Ion 2020. Appreciate you joining me. Another day in the life of the 2020 election cycle. But we've moved on from the election. We are not talking election anymore. I guess Joe Biden is mm, trying to make himself seem relevant, relevant and everything and trying to get like ahead of the ahead of the parade, I guess you would say, of people that are on the, um, you know, that are doing the rallies and the protests and all the things that are going on right now with regards to the George Floyd murder. But I hate it when politicians do that. I didn't even like it when uh, Joe Jorgensen did that. That's the libertarian candidate. She did this candlelight visual the other night. And I just don't like it when politicians try to get involved in this stuff because they're politicizing an issue. They are just trying to seem relevant to me, and that just drives me absolutely crazy. Obviously, Donald Trump should be saying stuff about that. He should be leading the charge on the way that he talks about this particular issue, especially on, you know, quelling some of the, or cooling some of the protesters off in some ways. Not necessarily giving into the demands of like looters and rioters by any means, but just making sure that yes, we're gonna do something, yes, we're gonna, you know, take some leadership charges because there's a reason why the protesters are protesting. The injustice that happens with not just blacks, not just blacks, police violence, not just blacks on or police against black violence, but police violence in general. That is what they're protesting against. That is what you see. You don't see just black people out there protesting. You see blacks, whites, Hispanics, Asians, people of all races and nationalities, people that understand themselves that police have been using too much force in America. I agree with that. I do. And somebody like like Donald Trump, the President of the United States should be addressing that issue and hey these are some ideas that we have to fix it like take the leadership role on this issue yes there's protests in the street yes there's looting yes there's violence those are separate issues the protesters the looters and the rioters separate issues If you look at each of them, they're all separate people. The looters are obviously people that be an opportunistic, that don't give a crap about the issue. The rioters, they're the ones that are sitting there up at the front lines, screaming at the cops. And there's anger and all that stuff. Both sides, it's, it's like two people up in each other's face, screaming and hollering at each other. Stuff breaks out. But I've watched many, many, many protests that are just positive situations going on where people are just there to show support, to show 
that they care about the issue of police brutality. And it needs to be addressed. There needs to be national leadership on this. But it's getting swept to the wayside. I heard the best point of view on this is that the looting and the rioting has given the people that are trying to protect the status quo all of the ammunition that they need to not make a change. To say, look what happens. That's why we need police brutality. That's why we don't need to make a change. There is no problem. They don't want to address the problem because they don't think that there is a problem. But the people know it. There is a problem of police brutality. There absolutely is. They have a different set of rules that they follow through qualified immunity. They can't be sued civilly by you or I if they infringe upon our rights. There's a lot of issues at stake here. But I've never been so torn on how to deal with a problem. Usually I'm pretty quick to figure out in my mind a libertarian standpoint on this issue. I really am. From a And when I say libertarian standpoint, I'm not just saying a libertarian standpoint, like what does the libertarian party say or what should a libertarian believe? Because I believe in limited government and that's a libertarian, that's the basis of libertarianism is limited government. So what is a limited government solution to what's going on today? That is what I'm torn on. It's hard to tell what exactly a libertarian standpoint should be on looting and rioting. That's I'm trying to figure it out and I'm torn in my mind. I hear both sides of the argument. I agree with some, I don't agree with others. Like it's it's hard for me to figure out. And I'm sure it's hard for you to figure that out as well. I'm sure it's hard for you to figure that out because it's we're in a situation that is relatively unprecedented. But there's not leadership at the top. That doesn't seem like there is to me. He's, I mean, Donald Trump gets out there and he says he stands with the protesters, he agrees with them, and he agrees with, the, with all this stuff, but he doesn't have solutions that he's offering. And then when he does say something, he says, you need to crack down on the, on the rioters and so forth. Which doesn't help out the situation because those people that are protesting think in some ways that they're talking about them. Then they get out there, and the, and, the, and the cops get out there, and they're trying to show force. They come there dressed in riot gear, ready for a riot, to a protest. And what do you expect? You meet, you meet protesters with force, or the perception of force, and you're going to get some challenges that arise. New York City is a, is a different story on this whole thing. Like the, In New York City... It seems to me, and I've seen pictures of this, like these are people that are just out there to loot and take advantage of a situation. There's large crowds somewhere else. The cops are all over there, and there's people out there looting and robbing because they know that there's not going to be a strong police presence because they don't have the ability to cover the entire city at that large of a group, especially with the lawlessness that's going on. And that's a problem. And you're seeing it in other cities as well. But specifically in like New York City, Chicago, I guess LA maybe. But in most cities there's peaceful protests going on. And that's that's fine. That's an ideal situation. It's a positive situation. 
let their voices be heard. I don't take anything away from people like that. But the looters and stuff, that's, that is pushing to polarize the issue. That is causing people, because last week, every single person was on board with the idea that George Floyd was murdered. Every person's on board with it. Today, every person's on board with that. But now they've polarized the issue to get people to say, well, look at these looters and these rioters. They're terrible. They're crazy. And all those people, then they look at the, the protesters, they think the same thing, and they don't listen to the issue at hand. They're not listening at that point. And then you have other sides saying, oh, you know, the looting and the rioting is okay. That is just a symbol of their rage. And I can't defend that, not as a libertarian, not in any way. A symbol of their rage. Never in my life have I been so pissed off that I go kick in windows and steal from storefronts or anything like that. Like, that's not a symbol of your rage. Maybe you're pissed off at the police officer, so you're going to go out there and, you know, get in their face and scream at them and stuff like that. That officer that's sitting in front of you has nothing to do with that. It's not a us against the police officers. It's us against a system that says that police officers have more authority to do what they want to than you and I. That's it. We need to focus on that. Not the individual officer screaming in his face, telling him he's a piece of crap and to go home. And what are you doing being a police officer? It's the system. It's the system. That's what it is. A system in place that protects the officer at all costs. So when he does something wrong, he is not held responsible for his actions. That's the problem. That's the problem. So let me focus on something that I wanted to talk about today, though. And it's the Bill of Rights. And I got to thinking about this. The last six months in America, last four months in America, has really tested and solidified my belief that our government is way too big, our government is way too powerful, our government has too much authority to do what it wants to do, and is not limited by the Constitution of the United States, not limited by the Bill of Rights. That politicians have gone around it, have gone and done whatever they want to, and now we're facing the effects of those in the last couple months. Them taking the laws into their own hands and not applying the Constitution to their decision-making. We're seeing the ramifications of it today with COVID-19, with what's going on with the, the rioting in the different cities, and the looting that's going on in the different cities, and the response to all of this stuff as well. Think about it. Think about it. The First Amendment is designed to, uh, d- designed to protect your right to assemble, petition your government, you know, for freedom of press, freedom of speech, and freedom of religion. And all of those things have been pretty much thrown out the window with COVID-19. Freedom of speech. The... the the social media companies with the with the with the 
blessings of the government have figured out ways to limit speech. But that's not only it. You know, like, the, the government is always trying to limit your speech because if you know that you're being listened to, if you know that your conversations could be listened to, you're going to not say certain things. That's limiting speech. Freedom of religion, freedom of assembly specifically. Not just religion, but assembly has been taken taken away from you. The Supreme Court just said that the government has the right to limit the number of people at an assembly because that is within the framework of the Constitution. Is that insane or what? Now we're looking at these large gatherings, these protests, and the government comes out in full force in riot gear? That's your freedom of assembly. To peacefully assemble. You have the, it says, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble. Not rioting. Not looting. Peaceably assemble. If it's going to be a peaceful protest, should we have people in riot gear out there? I don't think that's the case. But we saw what happened in different cities and the assumption is that it's going to happen again and it did, it happened again people took advantage of that situation so now it's assumed that all of the situations all of the protests are going to lead to looting and rioting and that's the scary part that's where I'm torn I don't know what the proper government response should be to that What what the proper state government response is to it On the federal level, I just say no. No to a federal response. That's what I say to that. The governors, the state governors, at least they're slightly more accountable to you in your state than they are anywhere else. But federal, the federal government has very little responsibility to individual citizens all over the place. So I think that the accountability is not there. So accountability to the governor if he decides to call out the military, call out the reserve troops to go do something against these protests. But if they're peaceably protesting, I don't think that there should be an issue at all. No matter how long the protest goes on for, I think that's that's within their rights. I do. Now, obviously, they shouldn't get the government money doled out to them. Obviously, that's the case. Like, you're not going to support, have have everyone else support you on that thing. But if your parents want to support you to do it, that's fine. The right to peaceably assemble. But these, the First Amendment has been attacked through COVID-19 and now through this. If we were willing to have, if the government was going to protect the First Amendment rights... We'd be good. Let's go on to the Second Amendment, though. The Second Amendment being attacked. First, we see it with COVID-19 when the governors are able to shut down gun stores and say that they're not a business that is necessary. So they're able to shut down the gun stores. I think that in a situation like this where things are kind of up in the air, you want to protect your house. You want to protect your family. You want to protect your property. So you should 
be able to go out and buy a gun for that reason. But they've been trampling on those rights from the very beginning, limiting your ability to, to acquire weapons, acquire protection for your family, and saying that we need to end gun violence and all that. That what do you need a you know what do you need an AR-15 for? You're not going to be killing them with they're not gonna be out hunting deer with them yeah but if you're in the inner city of new york city right now wouldn't it be great to blast off around and say stay the hell out of my store absolutely and protect your property protect your family protect yourself so we're and then on the other hand you say that there's that you would never need that weapon to protect yourself against a brutal government. But we have a brutal government as it is with the police officers doing what they do. And it would only get more brutal unless we stand up to them politically by crying out and screaming out and saying no. But you might need to protect yourself against your government one day. So Second Amendment is guaranteed that it needs to stay in place it, it's, it needs to be protected but the politicians will whittle that away as well you don't need a gun in today's society that is insanity guys you see it, it it's reinforced in my mind the importance of the second amendment more important now than ever there's been multiple times in the last week where I thought to myself hmm, if this stuff really does get out of control better have plenty of ammo for sure. Better make sure that... I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about having my wife get her... Get her concealed carry permit. All that stuff. Like, those are things that are important. To protect yourself. The cops are not going to protect you. The cops are there to protect their own. The cops are there to protect the state. They're not there to protect you and me, specifically... They won't be there if a, if a robber is robbing your house, if there's looters coming into your house, if there's people that are being unlawful, running around, acting crazy, and doing the things that they do. 911's not going to help y'all in this situation. You have to be able to protect yourself. Second Amendment, very important. Third Amendment, I, I don't know that that's been infringed upon, but it says no soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner. I don't see cops or anything like that forcing people in. Thank goodness they're not doing that, but that's something that happened you know, in colonial times, so that's why they put that in there. But think about your Fourth Amendment rights. The rights of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. They are using the the phone records and stuff to track you right now they are using those things to spy on you they're using those things to get into your person papers and effects technology the government has unreasonably searched and seized you i guess that's a word without a warrant warrantless wiretapping warrantless this and warrantless that no-knock raids, things of that nature. Those are things that have been trampled upon time and time again in our society. Do we trust our government to have all of that power to know what's going on? No, we don't. And we shouldn't. 
You have the right and a protection from unreasonable search and seizures. For sure. But it's been trampled upon and it's been trampled upon in this environment as well. They're talking about doing the contact tracing and all that. Those are things that are... I mean, does the government need to know where you are at all, at all times? And have the ability to track all that? Hell no. Absolutely not. Your Fifth Amendment rights have been trampled as well. Think about this. No person shall be held to answer for capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment from a grand jury except in cases arising of the land and naval forces, da, da, da. Okay, but the Fifth Amendment, I plead the Fifth. You do not have to talk to a cop. Getting back, let me get back to the Fourth Amendment real fast and bring it into George Floyd as well. Like, unreasonable search and seizures, these cops do that constantly. Stop and frisk, things of that nature. Pulling him out of his car. I need to search you. I have suspicion. There's no warrant there. His, that car is a property. Cops have taken advantage of this, taken advantage of people's ignorance of the law. You have no right to get into my car and search my property. Get a warrant. Find that. Slow the process down. But people, they just do what the cops tell them because they assume that they have authority that they don't have. But on the Fifth Amendment, you always talk about, plea the Fifth. I'm going I'm to plea the Fifth. I don't have to talk to you. You can't force me to incriminate myself. Yet it's been infringed upon constantly as well. With kids, they get arrested. They think that if they just talk, the cops kind of focus in on certain things and tell them, oh yeah, if you just talk, you know, everything will be okay. If you just tell me what's going on, everything's going to be okay. And these cops, they continuously harass people, get them to spill their own you know, testify against themselves, essentially. They don't even take it to court. They plead the... They, 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 they get a plea bargain, so they don't have to... So they get less time, even though they might be innocent. You know, you're looking at 10 years, buddy, but if you just, you know, say you're guilty, you know, you'll get a year of probation, and everything will be fine. You're on that probation, all of a sudden, you're in the system. You have a Fifth Amendment right. You, they do not have the ability to force you to incriminate yourself. You have due process of the law. Absolutely crazy, right? But those are things that are being taken advantage of today as well. Donald Trump just basically said that all Antifa members or whatever, I don't know if this is really a membership, are considered terrorists, like a terrorist organization. Yeah, bad people, I guess, if they're inciting violence. They're not peaceably assembling. They are they're trying to incite an assembly to, to violence. So that's a bad thing. But that can be tried in court. That can be arrested. That could be somebody who gets arrested and is tried in court and have due process. But by declaring them a terrorist, terrorist organization and they could just say, oh, you're a member of Antifa? Well, how do you know if I'm a member of Antifa or not? If I was then they could withhold due process. That's the assumption that I'm assuming because they take terrorists from other countries and they throw them in Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo, whatever, Bay. God, I can't even I can't even speak right now. I apologize. But they throw them, they, they take them to black sites. Like, 
because they're a terrorist. They they killed Americans that they've labeled terrorists overseas without due process. Yeah, Antifa, bad organization. But should they, they be labeled terrorists? And how do you prove it? Should they get due process? Absolutely. They're Americans. They would still do, deserve due process. I heard someone say, well, they're not American by any standard. Well, you know what? They have an American citizenship. They might disagree with a lot of things that you agree with or whatever, but they still deserve due process. Sixth Amendment, all criminal prosecutions and the accused shall enjoy the right of a speedy trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime. So that's your guarantee of a trial by jury that you'll have defense and all that stuff. That, and that you'll have the ability to confront the witnesses against you and so forth, right? The Sixth Amendment. Like, the, the, that right has been infringed upon constantly in the black community, in the white community. But I think especially in the African American community with 50% of the people that are in prison are black. You do have that injustice there. You don't have equal treatment under the law. Justice should be blind. Justice should not... It should just weigh the scales of justice to see who is innocent and guilty of a crime. And that's it. A public trial by jury. If they were able to get rid of the plea bargain system, they would take a lot less crimes to court. There would be a lot less going on in the court system because... It would be bogged down for years and years and years. They would be forced to release people and only take up the cases that are the best cases that can be made. The drug, the, the, the war on drugs has destroyed the court system by putting people that have a marijuana possession or a cocaine possession for personal use into the system. All the, the most of the violence that goes on is in there is there in the inner cities that's going to protect. The turf of that drug dealer, if there was no war on drugs, all of that stuff would go away. The protection of that turf would go away. There would be less reason for violence in the inner cities if they got rid of the drug war. The Sixth Amendment has been trampled, guys. The last ones I want to talk about is the Ninth and the Tenth Amendments. Okay, Eighth Amendment's excessive bail should not be required. No excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. If I if if somebody who is in poverty has a ten thousand dollar bail, if that is not excessive, I don't know what is. That's been infringed all over the place in every every state. Ninth and tenth amendments. The enumeration and the constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. That assumes that there are other rights that you have, even though they're not in the Bill of Rights that you should have protected as well. And then number 10, the power is not delegated in the United States by the, or to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. If it's not in the Constitution, it's reserved to the states or the people. So, in that sense, our federal government is doing way more than it should be. 
and it's taken on way more responsibility and forced states into certain issues. So yeah, that's been trampled on as well. But in our situation today, in our situation today, I am torn. I'm still torn on how do you address the protesters in a positive way and still stop the rioting and the looting and stuff like that. I just don't know, guys. I just don't know. I'm torn on it. But I do think that in some ways the cops that show up they're already pissed off at the cops, man. The people that are there there's already an anger towards the police officers and then you send them out there in riot gear. I mean, it's it's it seems like you're provoking provoking it in some ways and I don't know if that's right or wrong I don't know I always I always defer to limited government and limiting the state's power on the federal level and on the state level and the people do need to be heard in that sense through through the through the protesting and through the rallies and the things that are going on but the but the spark that ignites it all is the fact that there's police brutality and we need to focus in on that focus in on police brutality and and get those laws changed so that they can be held accountable we don't need more laws specifically we need to reduce those laws those things that protect those officers who are doing wrong I mean there's always going to be bad apples in a bunch there's going to be Figure out to get those people out of there and move better ones in. Maybe have less of a police presence. Maybe have less of a police force in the sense of controlling or patrolling the towns and all that. But I think if we just focused on two things, first of all, qualified immunity, making it so that police officers have accountability to the people. And second of all, ending the drug war would really... Not just legalize marijuana, but decriminalize it all. Because there's a better way to focus on drugs than criminalizing it. It's through, you know, if somebody's using drugs, if somebody's using crack, if somebody's using these drugs, there's reasons why they're using them. Yeah, they're great, they're fun for the time being, and then they, then they become addicts, and then they become terrible. But if they're using it for their own personal use, I don't know, I mean... That's the libertarian standpoint right there that says that. But the drug war, a lot of times, is what causes the black market, the black market protection of the turf, all those things that go along with that. And that's where the violence springs up. I mean, violence over alcohol ended. Now, violence under the influence of alcohol never ended. Obviously, people fight. But violence over alcohol turf ended when prohibition ended. So imagine you end prohibition of drugs. Then we have a then we have a whole new world, man. We do. With a lot less police brutality, a lot less policing going on, a lot less need for prisons. And it doesn't create a utopia, but it definitely helps so. Anyway, that's all I got for you. I'm gonna go ahead and call it quits for the day. I appreciate you joining me on another episode of Ion 2020. If you want to check out my website, it's IonTheEmpire.com. You can also find me on Facebook and on Twitter under IonTheEmpire as well. You just type that in, you'll find it. 
Ray at Iron the Empire is my web or is my email address if you want to check me out there. And then the best thing you can do though is to come back. Oh, the best thing you can do is give me a five star rating and review if you really like what you hear as well. But uh, this is a crazy time we live in. But we're gonna go ahead and uh, push forward, man. We're gonna push forward, and uh, everything is gonna be okay. Hopefully, the protesters are heard in some way with less violence going on and less looting and rioting because that does not help out the issue. And then we'll go and move forward. But hey, guys, every Monday and Thursday I'm put on this show, so come on back on Monday, and you'll have clear vision for 2020.